Good morning, everybody. What's happening? Week 17 is upon us. Pete Davidson here with a Sunday morning version of the Rotobahn podcast. I am finally back on the train. Um, sorry for a bit of an uneven week. Obviously, we had the Christmas holiday just stuck right in the middle of this thing. Uh, relatives, eggnog, good stuff. Actually had a nice holiday um, with my family uh, for the most part. Um, hopefully you guys did as well. And But it, it does sort of break this week up. And then, you know, I apologize. I fully intended on doing this podcast yesterday. But once I started wrestling with week 17, it just, it went on and on and on. And I kept trying to do research to figure out some of these players and to try to get inside some of these coaches' head. And quite frankly, I never got to a point where I was happy. And, and it, it started getting to the point where the more research I did, the more doubt was creeping in. Uh, and I finally just said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order these things the best I can. I don't think I've ever spent that much time working on the order um, of the lineup rankings uh, in, in my life. Um, it, and, and writing blurbs became just pointless because they changed immediately. You get new information, you have to go change like nine blurbs. It was just, it was like chasing your tail. So I finally just, for a couple hours, I just sat there adjusting, adjusting until I got it to a point where I'm like, all right, this really does feel like the best I can do. And then I locked them in. Um, and you know, by the time I was done with that, really doing this podcast was just not possible. Uh, so I apologize. Um, and what we're going to do here is, is quicker than normal. I'm going to go through the slate just in, just to give you guys the work I've done. Look, a lot of you guys have probably read things in other places that told you most of this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I know it's late in the game. Um, really quick going through these games. Jets, Bills, both teams are cold, nothing to play for. Hence, the Jets are the team probably to lean on in terms of production. They're going to try. The Bills probably won't. Uh, and they're going to be playing backups, which should help the Jets score some points. Uh, you know, you can mess around with some Jets. Uh, on the Bills side, I don't know. I guess you could mess around with like a 3K TJ Yeldon. I don't. It's hard to figure what the Bills' intentions are, and it's hard to run on the Jets, so I don't really know. You know, what is Yeldon worth if they pull Allen? I, so I, I don't think I'm really going there. It's something to consider. Uh, Browns, Bengals, uh, both teams obviously out of it. The, the Bengals are now sort of emboldened because they've locked the one seed in. So certainly Mixon's in play. Uh, certainly Ross is in play. Um, and, you know, on some level you're going to go, well, Ross has got a tough matchup here. But the thing you need to remember is, you know, if Ross is right, He's got more explosive traits than these explosive cornerbacks for the Browns. Um, you know, yeah, Ward's a, a great athlete. He was taken high in the draft. Guess what? So is Ross. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I'm not going to mess around with much Ross, but I definitely think in a GPP, a little exposure at 4,500 makes some sense. Don't have the guts for it for cash. On the Cleveland side, I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem messing around with Chubb. Seems like more of a fan duel play, but, you know, he's got potential in this thing for sure. I think both of the running backs. Uh, going to Green Bay, Detroit. On the Detroit side, certainly you could mess around with some Galladay. Uh, you could mess around with some on Johnson. Uh, both of those guys make some sense if you were building uh, correlation plays to a Green Bay stack. Uh, because You know, if you think about it, if on Johnson's having a good game somehow, well, that's going to probably push Green Bay. So, uh, and the same thing with Galladay, uh, maybe to a lesser extent. Uh, just because Galladay, Galladay's produ production is probably more likely to be point chasey garbage time type stuff. Um, whereas if if Carrion were to come out strong, that could push that game. Uh, meaning Green Bay will still be playing hard in the second half uh, to put the thing away. So 
I'm definitely getting a little out there with that one, but you know, I think a cor a carry on correlation stack in a GPP, not cash. Um, you know, I, I could see why you would do it. Um, and first time with a defense. I think the Green Bay defense is obviously in play at 3K. Uh, dropping down to uh, uh, Clipper, uh, the Clippers, the Chargers, and um, the Chiefs. On the Chiefs side, I think the defense is in play at 3,700. It's a lot. I wouldn't spend that much on a defense this week, personally. Uh, not really feeling any of the Chargers players in this. Do what you want. Uh, on the on the Chiefs side, Mahomes is too expensive, but I sort of like him. Um, you know, the guy who really sticks out on the Chiefs side, because he's the one guy who's not overpriced, and this game script could work for him, and you can run on the Chargers, oddly enough, uh, is, is Damian Williams of 4,700. He's the guy in this game, uh, probably above everybody who I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, obviously great plays here, Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, Kelsey, but there are scenarios where these guys don't finish the game, and they're all priced up. So the pricing up says to me, you know, like, you know, with the exception of Hill, where you can get a game in five minutes, uh, I want four quarters, and I don't know if paying a premium for it makes a lot of sense. Uh, moving down to Bears, Minnesota, obviously the Viking side of the ball. I, I don't think you can trust anything. You know, I was toying with the idea of, you know, uh, playing some of their backups, uh, you know, particularly the tight end. But, you know, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. On the Chicago side of the ball, I think it's more interesting. Trubisky, I think, in a GPP is very much in play. Uh, I think he's got 40-point potential here. Obviously, he's you, you don't know what the Bears are going to do, so you can't like play Trubisky in cash. And I certainly wouldn't go high exposure on Trubisky. Uh, but I think, you know, a couple GPP shares... Um, you know, maybe try an A-Rob team, a Miller team, maybe even lock both in and, and play the stack. Uh, you know, this is, uh, I, I think, more of a throwing than a running matchup. And, I mean, if you're the Bears, I, I, I think they want to end the season on a positive note. I think, but more important than that, I think the Bears' defense, I, well, I would imagine every place, you know, I don't know where you guys go apart from my site for information, but I'd be surprised if any sites aren't on the Bears at 2,100 units, even though they're on the road, even though they haven't been awesome this year. You're going up against a team that's going to be playing backups. Uh, so, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, you paid down to 2,100 units, so that's good. And if it does work out, you hit at 2,100 units. So uh, I like the Bears a lot this week. Don't think I'm going to be alone there. I don't think you're going to be finding any differentiation, but I think you're getting uh, a cheap play on a week where cheap plays are very helpful. Um, uh, Miami at the Patriots. I I'm not touching Miami in this game. I just don't see it. Uh, yeah, they've had a nice run of offense. Mostly it's come, it, it's it's a situational thing where they've been feasting on mediocre defenses and you know pass-heavy situations. Uh I mean, they certainly could go pass heavy today, but I think it's just going to lead to picks and turnovers and stuff like that, uh, which leads me to 4,300-unit Patriot defense. Certainly worth it, but it's it's a tough week to find 4,300 units lying around for a defense. Um, on the Patriot side, I love Sony. Sounds like he's going to play. I think he is worth GPP exposure. This whole thing with him being sick, maybe being dehydrated and depleted, uh, is going to keep him out of cash consideration for me. Uh, and he's really the only Patriot I'm really heavily considering. Um, moving down to Atlanta, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Julio uh, is majorly in play at 8,500 units with uh, a tight target distribution. Uh, I think Hooper also is in play. If you wanted to get into Freeman, you can make a good argument for it. I'm not doing it. Um, the Falcons defense at 3,400 units, a little pricey 
to cash in on the, the, the free Jameis picks and stuff like that, but, you know, they're certainly in play. Uh, on the Tampa side, uh, Perryman, Watson, O.J. Howard, all in play for me. Um, Saints-Carolina, interesting game. Saints defensive 4K, clearly um, worth the money, but, again, hard to find 4K this week for me. So don't I don't know if I'll have shares, but certainly uh, that's a pretty good spot. Um, Michael Thomas in play. Kamara very much in play. Uh, Cook in play. And, and then on the Carolina side, um, obviously they got a bad quarterback at this point, or, or uh, you know, a very inexperienced one in Greer. Um, that should have a negative effect on McCaffrey's touchdown potential. And, and, you know, when a guy's priced as high as he is, I want some touchdown potential. Now, you know, the odds of McCaffrey killing you are very low because he's going to catch a lot of passes. They're going for some yardage records in this game. So I think, you know, McCaffrey chasing 200 total yards is in play. Him getting those receiving yards for the record, that's in play. Um, I don't have a problem with people using McCaffrey at all, but I do think there's a little bit of a trap factor here with the low touchdown equity. Um, uh, playing anybody else on Carolina feels tough for me just because of the quarterback situation. Um, Washington-Dallas, moving to the 4 o'clock games now. I think Dallas's D is in play at 3300 but again, a little pricey for me. Uh, I like the Bears better, so you know I'd probably go that way. Uh, on the Washington side with Keenum at quarterback, um, you know, Peterson, I think, is a strong running back play. Uh, obviously, the PPR thing, I you know, moves him out of cash consideration, but I think um, he's going to get a lot of touches, and he could have multiple touchdowns. So I think there are, are some uh, avenues to playing him, certainly on FanDuel. I, I didn't look at the pricing, but he could be a better FanDuel play. Um, but Harmon at 3,900 units, I think, is the sleepy guy here. Um, this guy may play every snap. Um you know, not not a slot guy. Sims is a slot guy, but he's priced 800 more. Um, you know, I think Sims in a GPP or even in cash makes sense. But I think Harmon uh, on a week where finding pay down guys below 4K is really, you know, uh, we'll get to one later. But you know, I, I I think Harmon is a guy who can help you do some lineups you really want to do, and I think you should get a handful of points from him. Uh, moreover. Um, you know, if Keenan happens to throw a decent deep ball here or there, you can make a couple big plays. Um, you know, I, I think Harmon is uh, the guy people are missing. Everybody is on Sims for good reason. Uh, but I think Harmon deserves some um, some exposure as well. On the Dallas side, everybody's in play. But for me, Zeke at 8K is the thing. Uh, this, this is a game, if I'm Dallas, I want to control this game. I want to hold the football, get a lead, hammer Dallas uh, into submission. Um, so, da- I, like, Dallas will throw. Um, but, you know, with the left tackle, probably not going to play. With, you know, with Dak nursing a shoulder, they don't want him getting banged up. This just feels like a day where, you know what, they'll throw as much as they need to throw to get the lead. But I think any time they can go to Zeke, they're going to do it. Um, he just feels like a 25-touch play to me this week at 8K. I'm willing to pay it. Um, moving down to Jacksonville, Indianapolis. You know, this is an interesting one. I have not heard enough people bringing up Rykel Armstead uh, at 4,400 units. He may get everything. Now, Colts are a good run defense, um, so we may need a little bit of luck on this side, but he's going to have enough touches where I think luck could come into play. I think Rykel Armstead at 4,400 units is certainly a guy I want some exposure to. I'm not sure how I'm going to go about getting it, but I want a little bit. Um, on the Colts side, Max a great play with Jordan Wilkins out. 
against uh, you know a soft defense at this point. Uh, so I think you know for me it's it's Mack and Raikou Armstead in that game. Uh, Philadelphia Giants, uh, great game on the slate. I feel like the Giants maybe are being a little underestimated by Vegas with their point total. This game feels more like a 50-point game to me because I think Philadelphia is going to be of the inclination to throw the football. You know, um, the, you know I think that right now they throw better than they run. The Giants defend the run a little better than the pass. They don't really do anything all that well. Uh, but Philadelphia can't mess around with this game. Um, now, on some level, they need to run. They need to make sure their defense is fresh. But I think I don't think they're going to get away too far from the pass in this game, even with Hurts out. Uh, so, look, Goddard obviously is in play. He's my cash tight end. Ward is in play. He's in my cash lineup. Wentz is potentially going to be my my cash quarterback. I haven't locked in on it yet. Uh, I've got uh, some other guys in play, uh, like Sam Darnold, uh, believe it or not, and I, and actually Daniel Jones going in the same game. So I'm, I haven't figured out my cash quarterback yet. I don't know how really important that's going to be to my overall approach in my cash game. I'm really just looking for solidity. Uh, on the Giants side, Jones is in play. Saquon Barkley is in play. Although, you know, I do think people are are getting a little point chasey with Saquon just because this is not a great run matchup. And this is a defense that's going to be all out to stop him. So, um, you know, I think Saquon in a GPP, sure. I'm not using him in cash. I think the Giants are going to have to throw here. Um, so, you know, Slayton, Tate, very much in play. Not sure if I want to pay up to Shepard or not. That's an interesting situation. Um, I do think Shepard's the best raw point play there, but he's by far the most expensive. So um, not sure how I'm going to be feathering those giant receivers or, or even how much I'm going to have exposure to them uh, because I think the target distribution on the Giants is a lot wider than some of these teams we want to play. So, you know, one thing I'm toying with is using Jones at quarterback naked and then using correlation pieces from the Eagles, like playing Wentz, like, excuse me, playing Goddard and Ward, but using Jones as my quarterback. Messing around with that idea. Um, moving down, Oakland, Denver. Oakland obviously can make the playoffs. They're live. Uh, Washington will be the back at 5,200 units. He makes some sense, but this is not a good matchup. So I don't, I'm not going to go too hog wild with Washington exposure for what it's worth. Um, on the other side, I think Locke at 5,800, I mean, you could consider him. I'm not going to be using any shares. I do like Sutton um, as a guy who I think is likely to score and to maybe make a run at 100 yards. Um, the monster game, obviously, you'll need some good fortune. But I think GPP exposure to Sutton makes sense. And I think he's cash viable. I don't think he's going to make my cash lineup, but he's viable. Um, could mess around with it. I'm moving down to the next game now. But you could mess around with some Brett Hundley. Uh, if he plays, but I think we're going to find out about that sort of late, which will make it tough. Um, and quite honestly, I don't want to play Huntley. But, you know, look, if they keep the scheme for him, you're talking about a 4,500-unit quarterback who might be throwing the ball all over the field. Uh, I do like uh, Kenyon Drake in that game. I like Gurley in that game. Uh, if for some reason they pull Gurley, Malcolm Brown's a must fit at 4k but you know that obviously is going to have something to do with when we find out and what kind of lineups you've chosen to build uh i like higby at 5600 i think robert woods is in play in this game um moving down to pittsburgh and baltimore man obviously the defenses are hugely in play here and gus edwards you, you could mess around with that a little bit but man I, I really don't like this game. It's just so ugly. It feels really unpredictable. The, the Pittsburgh defense is too good to, for me to really get into the cheap uh, Ravens parts. So I, I just really don't want to be involved in this game. Uh, Texans at Houston. Um, 
the Titans at Houston, excuse me. Uh, Titans defense is cheap at 2,800 units playing against backups. I think that's, you could get into that. Uh, looks like Nuke is going to be out. So, you know, I think Kuti is certainly somebody we can look at here in this game. I don't, you know, it's hard to tell what we're really looking at with the Texans offense. Obviously, I think uh, DeAndre Carter, if you're willing to pay another 200, going up to 3,500. These are cheap guys who might be able to help you. Um, and then on the Titans side, this is starting to feel like a game that's going to go blowout because one team needs to win and one team doesn't seem to care. Now that makes me think twice about playing Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry could have a good solid first half. This game could basically be over. I could see Derrick Henry not playing in the last third of this game in that Tennessee will have to play next week and he's been nursing a hamstring injury. I think they're going to play Derrick Henry until they feel the game's locked in. That could be fairly early in the game. So I think Derrick Henry is a guy, he's worth some GPP exposure because he could light this thing up. But if for some reason he doesn't find the end zone, he's it's going to be tough for him to pay off at cost. So I think being like heavily loaded with Henry is risky for what it's worth. Um, and that's really the last game of the main slate. Too bad because I love the San Francisco-Seattle game, but I haven't found them in any games other than showdowns. So... Not going to be able to really use them. Okay, so that's just sort of a, a quick, you know, just walk of the slate. Now let's just sort of look at these position groups um, one by one, and we'll get you guys out of here. So uh, first up is the quarterbacks. Quarterback, not a lot of fun this week. Um, I mean, there's really not a start on the board you can't poke a hole in. I mean, like my, my top three guys are Wentz, <laughs> Daniel Jones, and Darnold. Uh, obviously, cost has something to do with all of those plays. None of them are super-duper high. Jones, 6,400. Wentz is 61. Uh, you know, so you're, you're paying a little bit. Darnold, uh, going down to 5K, is currently in my cash lineup because it allowed me to do so many other things. Uh, I actually played him naked. Don't really care where he throws it. Just want him to have a decent day. And the bet there is just that the Jets... The Jets want to put a decent offensive uh, game out there. Their coach is on the hot seat. He might get fired, although the Jets are dumb enough to keep him, obviously. Um, so I think the Jets are motivated to go out and try to play well, at least. And they're going to be facing a defense that's going to be resting people. So it seems to me that as the game wears on, the Jets should have more and more success. Uh, and at 5K, Darnold feels like a quarterback who should give me 15-plus if he happens, you know, if the if if uh, the you know the Bills are resting some of their corners in the second half, then you've got long plays to Robbie Anderson that are in play. Robbie Anderson's chasing free agent money. He would love to go off here. Uh, so, you know, the, I, I think Darnold's sort of an underrated play. I haven't really heard anybody talking about him. Um, you know, but don't go crazy. But I, you know, he's a cost saver that I sort of like. I'd rather play him than some of these other uber cheap quarterbacks uh, in cash. But uh, really. For the most part, my receivers and my pass-catching running backs and tight ends uh, are going to dictate the quarterbacks I use for the most part. I'm probably just going to do a lot of stacking. Um, so in lineups where I'm going you know, with heavy receivers, I'll use the quarterback. Um, and in my cash lineup, I'm thinking of just going non-correlation and just putting the best values I can find in my lineup. Um, so just real quick, Wentz, Jones, Darnold, but also uh, Aaron Rodgers, Obviously, the problem with Rodgers is that the running back could own this game to the point where Rodgers doesn't have to throw much at all. 
So I think he's GPP viable. I wouldn't go anywhere near him in cash. Uh, Winston obviously can go problematic from the get-go, but he generally pulls himself out of the fire. Didn't work last week. This week's uh, you know pretty good matchup. Uh, he's at home. Uh, so I, I think Winston in a GPP is fine. Uh, you know, uh, lots of ways you can pair him uh, with the talent on that team. Prescott at 63. The price isn't too bad, but the shoulder thing is a real concern, and this is a game where they should be able to run. So limited DAC exposure makes some sense in GPPs. Jared Goff, the more I look at this, the better I feel about him. I think I think Rams stacks in GPPs make some sense, obviously in cash. Uh, the fact that they can rest anybody whenever the heck they want uh, gives me some pause. Uh, Andy Dalton, who I should have played more last week, uh, is up to 59, so he's not dirt cheap, but he's playing against a team that may not care at all. So I think, you know, a Dalton Ross stack and a GPP, eh, not too bad. Uh, maybe you could throw in Mixon on that if he happens to hit Mixon. Uh, on a swing pass that goes for six, you could really hit on that. I think Gardner Minshew stacks with Shark and or Conley can make some sense. Uh, you can even throw in a cheap Ryquell Armstead there, and you can put a lot of studs in a lineup like that. Um, I wouldn't, you know, go heavy exposure, but I think one or two of those make some sense. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think Mitch Trubisky GPP stacks with A-Rob and or Miller make some sense. Uh, and then, you know, if you wanted to do a really cheap game stack, I mentioned this in the Fantasy Football Hour, you know, 4,500 unit Case Keenum paired with one or both of the receivers we've already mentioned uh, leaves you a ton of money. Uh, so if your stack hits, heck, you could be in really good shape. Now, they could go Adrian Peterson all day and Case Keenum could be uh, 150 yards, no touchdowns, right? So you don't want to like base your whole week on Case Keenum. Uh, but I do think, you know, Keenum in a large field GPP stacked with his, you know, primary weapons, not Peterson, but his the, the passing weapons, you know, Harmon uh, and Sims. Um, yeah, it, it's risky, but I think there's some merit to it. I think, uh, it, you know, obviously, you know, what I would do is mess around with that. See if you can put a lineup together where it's like, ooh, I like this. Uh, and, you know, throw it in the slant or something like that. Take a shot. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, there are other quarterbacks you can consider. Mahomes, for me, a little too chancy given the cost. Same with Breeze. Um, Tannehill at 68. That game could. The problem with that game is I feel like it could be non-competitive to too strong a degree. The matchup's great, but it could. You know, it's sort of like the Green Bay game. Um, where, you know, the running back could take out the quarterback. So I think, you know, Tannehill and a GPP hooked up with A.J. Brown, uh, you know, a little exposure or something like that is fine. I just wouldn't go too heavy. I'm not playing Matt Ryan, so you guys can. We've been through this before, but every time I roster him, he craters. Uh, I do think at 6,500, he makes some sense. Uh, you know, if you wanted to mess around with a Brady stack at 6K, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. Uh, that's about where the end, you know the end of it goes for me. But again, the guys I'm really looking at: Wentz, Jones, Darnold, Rogers, Winston, Prescott, Goff, Dalton, Minshew, Trubisky, Keenum. Okay. Um, let me see. Let's let's just jump right over to the receivers. Makes uh, makes some sense to do it that way. Um, I, you know, there's like 30 receivers that I think are in play. Um, and I'm just let's go through my core ten guys that I'm really looking closely at. You know, Julio, Michael Thomas, Vontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, Brashad Perryman. I want all of those guys. I don't know how much exposure I'm going to be able to afford, but I'm trying to work as much of that group into my lineups as possible. Uh, now, helping me get guys in are Greg Ward, Kelvin Harmon, 
Uh, obviously, we mentioned Sims, Stephen Sims Jr., not Cam. Um, and then on the other side, I, I, the two Texans' cheap receivers, I want to get some word on Stills. If Stills doesn't play, I'm going to probably find a way to get Kuti or Carter into some lineups because uh, they have to throw the ball somewhere. Um, uh, the Titans are not a uh, – yeah, the Titans are a bad pass defense team. So, um, you know, I think some, some – GPP exposure to Kuti and Carter makes some sense. Now, other guys I'm very willing to play, just not sure what my exposure levels are going to be. Tyreek Hill, A-Rob, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, uh, Kenny Galladay, Gallup in a GPP. Sterling Shepard, love him, price is a problem. Uh, DJ Shark, like him, the ankle thing wants me to limit exposure. Uh, Robbie Anderson, if you really were feeling gutsy, uh, Justin Watson, uh, he's close to the core, actually. Watson's a guy I would like to get in some lineups. I mentioned Anthony Miller, Jamison Crowder, if you're feeling saucy, um, Darius Slayton, Chris Conley, Golden Tate. I like him a lot in GPPs. We mentioned John Ross. Uh, got our eye on Kenny Stills. If he's starting at 4,600 units, he could be a guy to look at. Uh, Keneal Harry, excuse me, in Keel Harry in a GPP. Um, and, you know, look, Corey Davis cleared the concussion protocol. He's a guy to look at. Um, you know, after that, there's really not a whole lot. I'm, you know, maybe Tyler Boyd, a little Boyd exposure could be worth something. Uh, but those those are the guys I'm really looking at. Again, with my core being Julio, Michael Thomas, Devontae, Cortland Sutton, Perryman. Uh, and then Ward's locked into, like, a ton of my lineups. I like Harmon, uh, the two Texans guys, and also Sims Jr. Uh, on Washington. So that's sort of my receiver group this week. Um, and now let's... Uh, Let's talk a little bit of running backs. We'll get you guys out of here. Because I'm not going to get too much into the tight ends because I'm just, you know, I mean, I'll run through it right now, actually. I mean, Higby's a great play. I'm playing a ton of Goddard. Um, you know, and I think Hooper's a very good play. And those are really the guys I'm looking at. In a GPP, you could mess around with a little O.J. Howard and a little Janu Smith. Uh, but really, uh, Goddard, Kelsey, and Hooper are, are the guys on my board that really stick out uh, for me. Um Okay, running backs. You know, my biggest problem this week with running backs is deciding who not to play. I really like a lot of these running back plays. Uh, I've got about 20 running backs who are, in my mind, sort of in play for me. Uh, that group really... I like so much of the expensive running backs. I'm having trouble figuring out which cheaper ones um, to commit to. Um, you know, I think McCaffrey is a good play at 10K. Um, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting onto other people just because the, the savings really help. And I like some of these other guys. I mean, Aaron Jones, I'm not sure that McCaffrey's a better play than Aaron Jones. I'm really not sure about that. Uh, Zeke Elliott as well. His touchdown equity may make him almost as good a play at McCaffrey. I'm saving two grand. Uh, Saquon Barkley, less savings. He looked great last week. Tougher matchup, uh, but definitely worthy of some exposure. Derrick Henry, some GPP exposure. Just talked about why it's not smart to go too heavy on him. Love Kamara at 7,800 against a just lost Carolina run defense. Definitely want to find some way to get some Kamara into my lineups. Obviously, the issue with Kamara is he's a back they absolutely cannot afford to let him get hurt. So I'm not going to go heavy on Kamara exposure, but I'd, you know, 
he could go monster just in the first half, so I want I want some exposure. Chubb, some limited GPP exposure. Mixon is a guy I'd like to have heavy in my rotation at 7,200 units, not with the stomach poisoning this week. Marlon Mack, a guy to consider against a washed Jacksonville defense, uh, and um, he doesn't have much internal competition this week uh, with Wilkins out. Uh, Kenyon Drake, a decent play at 71 uh, against a Rams defense that may not be fired up. Philip Lindsay chasing 1,000 yards, 6,100. Denver wants to get him touches. Sony Michelle, big touchdown equity this week. Damian Williams in a matchup that really could tilt towards the run. Uh, Ware is out for the year. The rookie is probably not all that trustworthy. They don't want to overuse LaShawn McCoy. So this could be a game where Williams gets more touches than we think going in, and he's cheap at 4,700 units. Uh, DeAndre Washington, uh, 52. So he's 500 more than Williams. I don't know that the touch counts are going to be all that different. Denver, I think, is a tougher ground matchup than, uh, than L.A. So I'm sort of Looking at Damian Williams over DeAndre Washington, I like both. Uh, Adrian Peterson uh, has big touchdown potential, big yardage potential, not a whole lot of reception potential, and he does have some bust potential if Dallas shows up. But I do think limited exposure to Peterson makes sense. Uh, Ryquel Armstead, you know, he could have a big game. You know, this guy could go, like, get 25 touches and score twice and put up 150 total yards. I mean, we just don't know. I don't know what Colts team is going to show up here. But at 4,400 units, I think getting some Ryquell exposure makes sense. I wouldn't go crazy with it, but I would definitely have some Ryquell exposure. Gus Edwards is similar, but, you know, I don't know when they'll pull him. The thing about Gus Edwards is with Ingram banged up, Gus Edwards is sort of important. Because he works in that offense and they know it. So, uh, you know, you, I don't know if Gus Edwards is playing more than a half in this game. Um, you know, which leads us to Justice Hill. But both of these guys are priced up enough where I'm pretty much just staying away from them in that the Steelers care and they're good on defense. Uh, we talked about Karrion Johnson specifically as a correlation piece. I think it makes some sense. We talked about TJ Yeldon. Um, you know, he's a dice roll, but... I, and I don't see why he wouldn't get at least half the juice in this game. Uh, Amir Abdullah, maybe a little bit of action on him. Uh, I think in a full PPR, uh, GPP, Chris Thompson at 3,900 units makes a little bit of sense because they don't have a lot of places to throw the football. Um, and look, there are other guys out there that are viable. You know, um, Gurley's viable. Miles Sanders is viable. Lev Bell is viable this week. Melvin Gordon at 6K is viable. Um Kareem Hunt in a GPP at 52 is viable. Um, Ronald Jones, James White. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could take flyers on out there. Uh, but uh, the initial guys I listed up to Chris Thompson, those are the guys I'm looking at the most. And most of my lineups uh, are going to have the big guns. Jones, Elliott, Kamara, maybe a little bit of McCaffrey, maybe a little bit of Barkley. Uh, you know, uh, a, a good a good portion of mixing some Mac. Uh, and then the guys I'm going to be using to pay it down, I think for the most part, are going to be Damian at 47 and then a little Ryquell Armstead at 44. Uh, that That's pretty much how my running back exposure is going to play out. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it for this Week 17 edition of the Rotobon DFS podcast. It's been a wild ride. I'm glad we didn't miss uh, any weeks with DFS. We had DFS uh, podcasts, one or two of them every single week. Um, this is something we're going to do more of next year, not less. Uh, I, I love the DFS stuff. It's so much fun. It's a pure game for me. It's it's something I really enjoy. Uh, and it makes me a better seasonal player because when I get to setting lineups, 
I, I really know more angles. So I, I feel like it makes me a better seasonal player. Um, I'm going to be looking at some ways next year to change the way we do the, ro- uh, the waiver wire a little bit to free up more time for me uh, for DFS. And if anybody listening to this podcast is a person who's interested in writing a waiver wire column, we may have an opening for that next year at Rotobon. So if it's something you're interested in, uh, and if you're the kind of person who can really hit deadlines, and if you're good at this, because no offense, but we're not looking for a learning on the job kind of person here. Uh, But if you're interested in it, let me know. Send me uh, some of your work. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter. It's something we can talk about. Uh, But again, uh, it's been a really... It's just been a good year, uh, really. I've had fun doing the podcast. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. I had a good fantasy football season for the most part. Um, we talked about it with Jimmy Hackett, who also had one of his better years. It's been a good year. Um, and I just want to thank all you guys for participating, uh, for going on this journey. Uh, again, anybody, I haven't mentioned it on this pod, but I've been hitting it uh, over the last week or so. Anybody who's had a good experience on Rotobond and you want Rotobond to continue, make a donation to the site. It keeps us whole. It allows us to pay our bills, and we do have bills. Podcasts cost money. Hosting the site costs money. Fixing things that breaks on the site, uh, that break on the site costs money. So, um, you can donate by going to Rotobond.com. It's on the upper right-hand portion of the homepage. It does help. Um, so again, if you're a new person in, you know, enjoy what's going on, but if you're a person who's been reaping the benefits and there've been benefits this year, uh, do what you can to turn around and help out the site because we do not put up a paywall. We make Rotobond open to everybody. Um, and the only way that's going to work long-term is if the people who use the site, uh, donate. So that's it on that, but you know, please consider doing so. Uh, and obviously huge thanks um, over the last three weeks to the people who have sent donations in. Uh, got a couple big ones from people who won their leagues, and I love that. That that was really cool to get. Thank you very much. You guys know who you are. Um, so that's going to do it for the pod. Good luck. Go out there and win some money in DFS. If anybody is out there with crucial questions for your Week 17 lineup in a week that's using Week 17 for your bowl, I'm going to be on Twitter this morning, okay? Uh, So for the next two and a half hours, go ahead and throw me questions. I will get back to you, uh, and we'll get you in the best shape we can possibly get you in. Uh, So onward, upward. Don't forget that this is not the end. We're going to be doing DFS podcasts all the way through the NFL season. Uh, So we'll have the wild card uh, one next week. Uh, But whatever you're playing for this week, whether you're um, going for that Week 17 title in a seasonal league or whether you're just leaning in on DFS, go for it. Go out and get it. And hopefully uh, I'll see you on the leaderboards later today.